Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Glory Prophetic School. How are you? Good. Hello, friends online. I'm sure you've met Nick and Cherie by now. It's so great to have your company. Sorry, Asha, I'm just going to move a little bit forward, which means I'll have to move the cameras. Um, but I like feeling like I can put my hands on you, you know? How are you? Excellent. I'm Sarah, and it's so great to have you here. Um, I am genuinely excited about this school. Um, we have the immense privilege of running the prophetic school every year. And I, I mean, I never get not excited, do you know what I mean, about, um, about hearing the voice of God. But I am genuinely very excited and have great anticipation for all that the Father's going um, to do through us, through you, together over the next eight weeks. So thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. Um, we don't take it lightly. We know that lives are full and beautiful and wonderful. Um, so we don't... Um, make light of the situation that you're taking a night out a week to be here. Um, so thank you so much. And I know it pleases and honors the heart of God as well. So thank you so much for being here. Just a few things because it's our first week um, before we get rocking and rolling because, as you know, once I start, I can't stop. Um, did everyone get a handbook for school? Yes, well done. Good job, everyone. Well, can we give our team a round of applause? They have been, they moved mountains for that for, for me this week. So I'm very, very grateful. Thank you, team. Um, and speaking of which, we have an, a wonderful team here helping. Um, I have the immense privilege of having a couple of interns through the academy here. And that's um, wonderful Lael Arama, who's behind the camera, and also Sarah McFarlane, who you met at the registration table. And they'll be, um, you'll be seeing them a lot over the next eight weeks. So just so you're aware, um, in order to, um, we don't grade this course, obviously, um, but we do love to give you a certificate of completion at the end. Um, for those of you, who, I know some people, people love certificates, hey, they're great. Um, so for, yes, Reese, get excited, and those online. Um, for this course, 100% attendance is required in order for you um, to have you know, like a full completion. And the way the course also works is that it's precept upon precept. So we start at the beginning and then we wake, work our way up. And so um, if you miss a week, have no fear. We can make the videos available to you at the end of the course. But please, if you miss a week, don't just like, don't not come back. Um, <laughs> I still want to see you every week. And, um, and we just carry on from where we are. Does that sound okay? Um, and a major part of this course, just so you know, is that we have a teaching element um, which is important, um, but then we have an activation element, and that's actually where you do the stuff. And it's the it's like it's a highly valuable part of the course. So I'd encourage you don't like run away <laughs> or like disengage in that process. But it's really great opportunity for you to be taught and then activate it immediately. And that's the best way to learn. Actually, is by putting into practice immediately what you've heard. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. And that's what we're going to do for our friends online. And each week, um, just so you know, friends, although you might be aware already, uh, all the activations will be tailored for you. So it works for you too, where you are. Um, so we're excited to be able to do that for you. And again, we're so glad you're here. Um, of course, we want to make Q&A available every week as well. So tonight, as I'm chatting, if you have any questions based on what um, I'm teaching, um, make a note of it and we'll come 
to it and we'll try to answer as many as we can and then we'll also make time at the beginning of each week too. So if you're a question, hopefully your question is answered as um, the teacher is teaching uh, and if it's not, we'll make room for it and then if it's still not answered, then um, we'll try the week after. Sound, sounds all right? Awesome. Praise God. Uh, and then finally, if you're new here, again, welcome. Uh, the bathrooms are... Um, stage right. So um, to your left, um, around the corner and just sort of follow, follow the yellow brick road. Um, and of course, um, it is again, just a, a joy to have you here. And, and on behalf of Tom and Kath, Pastor Tom and Catherine Ruinala, um, it's our immense privilege to have you in our house. So thanks so much for being here. Whew. All right, are we ready? Ah, I'm like, I'm ready. Ready to roll. Let, let's let these stallions run, shall we? 1 Corinthians 14.1. Anybody? Pursue love. Follow the way of love. And eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you might prophesy. What I love about 1 Corinthians 14 is that in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul just absolutely lays out love. And then after 14.1, he dives back into love. And it's like right sandwiched in between is this declaration of make love your highest pursuit and let the overflow of it be expressed in many ways, especially prophecy. Especially prophecy. What I love about prophecy, and you've probably heard me say this before if you hang around these parts, is that it says we love who you are but we champion and we believe in where you're going. And so when we give a public prophetic word, when I give a public prophetic word to Cody, I can say to everybody in the room, we all go, yes, we love who you are, but we see where you're going now and we can attach our faith to that and treat you accordingly. It doesn't discount who he is now, obviously, but the Lord is always taking us from glory to glory. So prophecy is always about your good. And it reveals, it reveals the heart of God towards people. It's magnificent. What a wonderful gift. Oh my gosh. Woo. I'm like, I've got to try and not get ahead of myself. Um, but we're going to have weeks together, a couple of weeks together. And so I'll get to tell you also why it's some of my favorite things. Um, but there's something about pursuing love. He who is love, Jesus Christ, that transforms your heart. And the view of how you see things. And so if you believe God is an angry kid on an anthill ready to smite people, guess how you're going to prophesy? But if you know because you've encountered him and experienced him, that he is full of loving kindness, overflowing with patience, promises to do good and not to harm people, then when you prophesy, guess what people are going to experience from you? That's what they're going to experience. If I come to, here's a great example. I'm prophesying over Reese. This is not a prophetic word, okay? This is just an example. I just want to stipulate. I see you've been having a really difficult time, Reese. Um, and if you would just, uh, but I see clouds parting. And if you would just really, really walk closely and work hard and do all the right things, maybe you might make it through the storm into the clearing, okay? 
as opposed to, Reese, I can see you've had been through a bit of a tough time, but I see the cl clouds clearing before you and the Father is making a way. Now I'm prophesying, even where there seems to be no way in for your former shame, pain and disgrace, he's going to give you double recompense. Same word, same revelation. I see you've been going through a hard time. I see the clouds parting. What changed? My conviction around who God is. My conviction around the goodness of God. Pursue love. Eagerly desire love. Eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, but follow the way of love. In Christ, the fullness of God is expressed, right? Colossians tells us. And so, and even Jesus said to the disciples, he said, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So he was the exact image of the invisible God, Emmanuel, God with us. And so if you want to know what God's like, look at the life of Jesus. Our friend Mark Greenwood says, if you can't see it in the life of the Son, don't call it the Father. So if something happens in people's lives and it challenges, ooh, oh, maybe it's like better for you to stay unhealthy. Or like maybe God's doing this to teach you a lesson. I've never seen that in the life of the Son. Don't call it the Father. When I prophesy then, I'm convicted of who He is for you. So it's very easy just to tell people to arise and shine, to equip them to arise and shine with your prophetic word, to speak words life, of life of them that calls them higher. It's very easy. Anyone, my friend Christy Johnson says, like anyone can prophesy dirt. <laughs> like it's easy to see the mess, but it's even easier to see what God's doing. You call out the glory in people. You call out the fullness of God in people. You call out who they're created to be and you speak to the core of, their of like the framework of who they are, the days ordained for their lives and you whoo, breathe the life of God on that through your prophetic word. Sounds good? Man, by the end of this, I'm going to love prophecy. I tell you what. So the ways in which God speaks is as varied as you and me which is what I love about the prophetic. So he's, su he's such a personal God that he speaks to you. He speaks your language. He speaks in ways that make sense to you. So something that might be very significant um, for Jackson, what's one of your favorite things, my friend? Dancing. Dancing, right? Ooh, I love a dance too, but I'd say he's probably, might be better than me. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, hang around here long enough. We'll dance and we'll sing. It'll be great. Jackson loves to dance. And so when the father speaks to him about image, in, in, using imagery and words about like a two-step or a waltz or, come, or maybe it's something more um, free um, of, of different things. But maybe it's more free. Say dancing. He just loves to dance, an expression of dance. The Lord speaks to him out of that. It just makes total sense to Jackson, right? Whereas if I have zero rhythm and two left feet and the Lord gives me a dancing analogy, well, it can still be a wonderful way in which he speaks, but it just may not make a whole lot of sense to me, the way that it makes a whole lot of sense to Jackson. Does that make sense? So God speaks your language. So that's why it's really important that in you learning to hear his voice, that you allow him to speak in ways that make sense to you. Don't try to hear the way the person besides you hears. There are definitely common threads and, and similar ways in which we hear, and I'll share some of them with you. But be yourself. 
be yourself. I mean, sometimes I love to hear the ways in which some of my friends hear the voice of God just because I'm like hungry, you know? And I'm like, oh Lord, I'd love to hear like that or speak to me through this. But ultimately, I know the way that I'm wired and the way that I operate and what my life's like. And so I allow the Father to speak in ways that enables me to enter into the fullness of what He wants to release to me. Does that make sense? Yeah? Yes? Awesome. Okay, if it doesn't, let me know. Um, And so we could stand here and talk about the innumerable ways in which God speaks, but they tend to fall into 10 categories. This is just, there would be varied opinions on this, but I believe this is a good way to go. So the Lord speaks through the Bible. (laughs) First and foremost, you read the eyes of your light, of your understanding are enlightened. Revelations revealed. He speaks. Our friend um, from Glory City here, Papa Trev, says, how good's the word? There's a solution to every problem. A solution to every problem can be found in the Word of God. So He speaks to us first and foremost through His Word. And in fact, our favorite way to prophesy here is from the Word of God. Does anybody know why that might be? I'm sorry? It's kind. It's true. What was that? It's active. Accurate. It's active and accurate. It's true. It's infallible. You, like, it's entirely perfect. Nothing's clouded or confusing. It, it, it's a, it aligns. It's a plumb line. It's, it's a sword. It divides. It's like a holy chiropractor. It's like, oh, yeah, that, yes, I see. It's a great place to practice from. Receiving a word from the word. Wise counsel through Proverbs. So again, I'm like, the Bible's kind of cheating on that one. He's like doing a a double. (laughs) Dreams and visions. Oh my gosh, the Bible is full, right? These are all backed up in the Bible, obviously. But dreams and visions is a massive way um, that uh, we hear the voice of God. And we're going to be doing a teaching on that with Pastor Rebecca Damo, Beck Damianopoulos, in week one of the weeks, and, and it's great, um, and she really unpacks that for you beautifully, uh, but absolutely dreams and visions. It's one of my favorite ways to hear from the Lord, um, but I won't go down that rabbit hole because I won't come back, and that's what we're, not what we're talking about tonight. Um, another place, of course, is um, through peace. The Holy Spirit is like your witness. There's like this witness of peace. I love the way um, Colossians puts it, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. It's like, like, who's ever been like, Lord, I don't know what to do, would you show me? Or know that you're believing a lie, and like, this isn't true, and he just comes with a word, and it's like, ah, oh, I see, and clarity comes, and the, has anyone felt that before? Yeah, and it's like the fruit of that is what? Peace. Perfect peace. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I just love talking about him. Isn't he just altogether wonderful? Okay, so this one, I'm going to call it signs or circumstances or memories. Let's call them circumstances. Like, for example, 
Um, a couple of years ago, I was invited to minister in the Northern Territory in Darwin. And they kind of, it was sort of a quick like, um, can you come in a couple of days sort of thing and we need to know today kind of thing. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be, you know, overwhelmed by that. But Lord, would you show me what to do? I drove out of our place and onto the, the first car, as I entered onto the road, the first, I was behind a bus. The first vehicle was a bus and there was an advertisement on the back that said, do the NT. It was Northern Territory Tourism. Do the NT. And I thought, I'm going to Darwin. Right? So he speaks through signs. <laughs> so cool. Um, and that could just go, that's just, just stretches forever. Who is seeing reoccurring numbers at the moment like nothing else? I'm seeing it like literally like three times a day. Even today at 3.33, I had 3% battery on my phone. And he's just like aligning, 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 aligning. It's a word for another day. Don't worry, I won't prophesy right now. But that's another way in which he speaks. 3.16, I see it everywhere, of course, John 3.16. Probably for the last five years now, I see it on receipts. I, like it's crazy, totals, numbers, parking meters, just everywhere, 316, 316, 316. Circumstances. Our thoughts. We have the mind of Christ, the Bible tells us. That's in community, we have the mind of Christ, and he loves to write on the screen of our sanctified imaginations. Some people think your imagination is evil. Guess what? It's not when it's my whole life is an offering and surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And so I surrender my mind as well. Surrender my mind as well and allow him to write on my holy imagination. It's beautiful to dream with God, isn't it? Exceedingly above all you could ask, hope, or imagine. That means you need to engage your imagination to be able to dream with God. <laughs> Woo! The power of the Holy Spirit at work in you, exceedingly, abundantly beyond. Amen. Natural manifestations. I mean, oh yes. <laughs> My husband gave me a plant for Christmas. I just said it like he does, plant. Plant. He's a Kiwi, and they love to say things properly, like dance. And so my children say dance, and I say dance, like Jackson. He gave me a plant a couple of Christmases ago. And look, I'll be honest. <laughs> Keeping plants up until this point hasn't been my strength. But I figure I keep children alive, right? So that's, a, that's definitely high on the priority list. And so I figured I'd get a tick. Anyway, he decided, Sarah... The plant, it's called the happy plant. That's like what its name. It's so cool. And it's like this. And, um, <laughs> and he sort of said it, like, it was withering. Anyway, we had like this beautiful, we love to just feast and enjoy the presence of God with friends and fellowship with him and have long, just hours of communion with him and with one another in our backyard. And it's a really beautiful place. And so he said, oh, let's put the happy plant outside for like, and it can help, because you know, like when you try to do an event outside, you kind of need things to help, like this is where we're praying today, you know, and so I said for the entrance, you know, when we jumped the fence, and I said, sure, you can put the happy plan out, and he's like, well, you know, it's kind of seen better days, and I was like, what, 
look at it. It's vibrant. It's full of life. And it's like, oh. and, um, <laughs> and I'm speaking life into the happy plant, you know. Anyway, he's like, look, I'll put it outside and um, it can help us for people to know where to go. Anyway, of course, the poor happy plant got left outside for months on end and it began to bother me. And I thought, no, I'm going somewhere. About natural manifestations, right? I'm going somewhere with this. I was like, one day I thought, what happened to the happy plant? This is months later. I'm like, I'm going to go find it. So i like, come on, kids. I roped them into everything. Roped them in. We jumped the fence. It takes forever, you know. Anyway, and I can't find the plant anywhere. <laughs> like, where is the plant? <laughs> because by this stage, it's just like wild out there, overgrown. It's like on the side of the fence that isn't kept. Anyway, and so like, I find myself like on my knees. I'm like, there she is beautiful and I pick her up and literally like so it has like two fronds or like two I don't know what they're called bazings and then multiple <laughs> leaves right two let's call them is it fronds fronds and multiple leaves you guys I need you to help me I'm, I'm sincerely asking anyway they all be dead and um and I like I pick it up and I bring it back over and and I put it under the tree outside near the clothesline. And Jessie's there. And I'm like, isn't she beautiful? He's like, I'll just chuck her out. I was like, no way. He's like, Sarah, like, honestly, just like give up. And I said, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm like, you wait. I'm going to speak life to this plant. And we're going to see it resurrected, right? This is no word of a lie. So this was probably just after Christmas time, and it had um, two fronds and a couple, a few leaves. Right? We we um, pruned it back so it had two sticks. <laughs> no leaves, you guys. No leaves. And whenever I was out by the clothesline, I just spoke to that plant and told it to live. I didn't do anything different. I didn't even feed it. Right? Like the the the. The heavens fed it, but it rained. But I didn't look after it, really. I just spoke to it. When we got home from academy camp, because we'd been away for the week, for five days, I came back. And you guys, the two sticks are now six. And there's like multiple fronds things on each of them. Multiple leaves. Natural manifestations. <laughs> That's where I was going with that. The Lord uses to speak. It's a sign and a wonder. And a few months ago, I pro oh, actually, the APS, I prophesied here. And I had seen, I felt the Lord had said to me that he had released three ambassador angels in this season to bring alignment to our government. And that day, I saw in the natural three ambassador cars just driving around suburbia on three separate occasions. And I felt like the Lord saying, I'm confirming the word. I have not seen any since. Three in one day, natural manifestations he speaks through. Golly wally. The plant wasn't on my example list. So maybe I'll go with the ambassador angels next time. It's a bit quicker. So supernatural manifestations. Paul on the road to Damascus, right? Saul becomes Paul. Light. And the light, you know, Jesus. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Jesus speaks out of it to him. Supernatural manifestations. Also, how else does he speak? In a whisper. 
the still small voice, is still my favorite. Still my favorite. Obviously, the audible voice of God would be a supernatural manifestation. So all the things you can think of, I'm trying to categorize them a little bit because he will speak through you to you through the um, banana chocolate muffins you bake if you'll allow him, right? Because they're as varied as you and I and he speaks your language. It's actually beautiful. But a whisper. And I remember um, Stacey Campbell giving this example probably... Ugh, I'm like, how old am I? Probably 13 years ago now. It was before I was married. And she talked about how when children, when you come to the kids and you say, hey, guys, could you clean your bedroom? That'd be really great. Thank you so much. A couple of hours go by, you come back, bedroom's not clean. And it's like, hey, you guys, I really, really would love you to clean your bedroom. You need to clean your bedroom before you go to bed tonight. Great. It's bedtime and it's not cleaned. And it's, children, you need to clean your bedroom before you go to bed. And she kind of likened it to the voice of God and said, how much, you know, it, it blesses uh, his heart when he, we're obedient, but how much more when we just respond to the whisper? I'll leave that there. Okay. So, what makes up... So this is, just in case you're wondering, this is prophetic basics <laughs> and protocols tonight and the protocols for our house and our prophetic community here. And I'll talk about our prophetic community um, probably next week um, because that's very biblical to, for prophetic to be found in a company. So we'll speak about that next week. Someone remind me if we don't. <laughs> Um, so, first and foremost, a prophetic word is made up of a revelation. So that's like your inspired information given by the Holy Spirit. And it could be through, excuse me, could be through um, a vision. You could hear something. Perhaps it's a scripture. You see a picture. You make banana pancakes. Being silly. But it's a revelation that is sparked in you, divine intelligence from the Holy Spirit about a person, about a situation, about a nation, about a government, whatever you're praying for, right? Does everyone understand? It's information you previously didn't have that was spontaneously given to you by the Holy Spirit when you asked or when you were divinely interrupted. Spontaneous revelation given by the Holy Spirit. Revelation. Beautiful. And that's what is like the information that feeds our prophetic word. It's the communication that we give. Like when I had my hand on Reese before, the picture was clouds parting. But also the revelation was I'd seen that you'd been through a hard time. Information I didn't have, now I've got. Given spontaneously by the Holy Spirit. Then interpretation <laughs> is how we interpret the information we're given, right? And communicate it to the person. And so that's why it's really important. Often we find that people don't stumble over the revelation that they're given. It's the interpretation. That's why it's so important that we know who the Father is. 
so that we can give an accurate representation of what he's saying that isn't clouded by our opinion, that isn't clouded by preconceived ideas or judgments about a topic. Because just because a two-step means intimacy today doesn't mean that it can't mean something different tomorrow. And so I don't want to jump to conclusions with my interpretation of things. So I'd like to just give a moment to go slow with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Spirit moves so quickly that you go from revelation, interpretation, revelation, interpretation, revelation, interpretation, right? Without really realizing what you're doing until you're doing it. But for the most part, especially as we're learning, we love to take a moment to be like, all right, Lord, what are you showing me? What does it mean for this person? Sometimes it's literal, and other times it's metaphorical, or can mean something else. Because who knows, in the Bible, a lion is portrayed as what? Can anyone help me? What do you see the lion in the Bible as? The lion of the tribe of Judah. Anyone else? The devil. A roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And what else? Just a lion. David fought a lion and a bear. Right? And so if I don't ask Holy Spirit, if I have a dream of a lion and I think the devil's out to get me, but, all, but really it was the Lord championing and charging breakthrough for me, and I spend the whole day binding the enemy, but it was all about my victory because I interpreted it the wrong way. See how all of a sudden what was meant to be for my joy and my breakthrough actually became something that I went to war with that day. There's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, we love to use the prophetic word for that purpose. Um, But we don't want to make assumptions on what the Holy Spirit's doing. One of my sisters, her name is Rachel, and Rachel means little lamb. And so when I, now I'm like, but not always. Often when I dream of Rachel in the past, I, I felt like she represents the church, little sheep, but not always, because who else, who in the Bible is a lamb? Jesus Christ. And it's also just a lamb. (laughs) And so again, we don't just make assumptions, but we ask the Holy Spirit. And so even, that's why it's really good to check in with people, and we'll do that tonight as we're learning. Did that make sense to you? Because, Because often they'll say, yeah, that made sense, and then it didn't so much. And it's not that you've got it wrong. It's just that we've missed the interpretation a little bit. And that just comes through practice. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. And so, like, there's no, I just want to say there's no pressure. Hearing the voice of God is, like, what you were created for. You are created for what? Relationship. How do you communicate with someone? Well, in lots of ways, but through words, I would say, is a good one. Through time spent with them is how you get to know them. So cultivate habits that facilitate conversation with the Holy Spirit and get to know His voice. And then very easy, you're like, ah, that's what you sound like. Because John tells us that my sheep hear my voice and as strangers, they do not follow. So cool. My sheep hear my voice. So I can be confident that when I hear him because I'm well acquainted with him. I've spent time with him. I've spent time getting to know him. I know what his voice sounds like. And I love to use the illustration. I know I'm still talking about interpretation, but I think this will help you. It's, it's connected. 
I love to use the example of my husband, Jesse, whom I've been in relationship now with for 15 years. And I'd love to think that I could pick his voice out of 10,000. I do not need Jesse's name to come up on my phone to know that I'm talking to Jesse when I hear his voice, right? And you would have people in your life that's the same. I know his accent. I know the slang he uses. I know the pace at which he generally speaks. And so if someone was to hop on the phone to me and pretend to be him, I'd love to think I'd be like, that's not quite right. And then, ah, there's Jesse, right? Same with the Holy Spirit when we listen. My sheep hear my voice, the strangers they do not follow. I've become well acquainted with him. Not in a um, familiarity way. He is holy, right? It's, it's God. So it's like this immense privilege of like, it's God, right? But then also the sweet, sweet invitation we've been given to just Oh, commune with God. In Him we live and move and have our being. And so knowing Him in the place of intimacy means that when I pray for you, I am doing exactly what I do when I'm by myself. When I see a picture for you, when I hear something, I'm just operating as me. I'm just doing it with you. When I first prophesied publicly, when I was handed the microphone, it was like, go for it, Sarah. What did I do? Well, what, what I did is that I just did what I do at home. I mean, gave me a picture and a scripture, and then I heard something, and I made a declaration, and he just tied it off with a song. And I was like, this is exactly what I do in the place of intimacy. So it's no different. I'm trying to dispel that it's like this difficult thing or that we switch gears. No, it's the, out of the overflow of intimacy, out of the overflow of knowing him as his sheep. As he sheep. Hallelujah. So good. So that's interpretation with a little bit of intimacy thrown in. And then application. Well, really is up to the person. I can give you an outstanding word that just aligns you and sets you on course, right, for your life. But it's a gift given to you to unwrap And so it's up to you then what you do with it. And so although it's application, like I can pray it, I can bless it in Jesus' name. I can even say, like, I feel like the Lord is encouraging you just to come away in this season. That's great. That's a helpful tool. But but really, it's the responsibility of the receiver to apply something with the word, right? But the, the hope is that the revelation and the interpretation actually prompts, promotes that response in a person so they know what to do. Have you ever been given a prophetic word? And even if it wasn't particularly directional or like go left, go right, you're like, I know what to do now. Yes, I got given one last week. (laughs) And it was just out of the word of God. They just prophesied scripture to me and they finished. And I literally said, thank you. I know what to do. And so they can, yes, they edify me. The prophetic is, 1 Corinthians, oh my goodness. Prophetic was given for edification, exhortation, and comfort. And it did all those things. That's like prophetic 101. We never move on from it, actually. The prophetic is all about your freedom, all about hope, all about encouragement. It's like, this is the way, walk in it. If you want hope, walk in this way. I often joke, and it's not 
Maybe it's not that funny. Maybe I should not make the joke too much. My ability to, the gift of prophecy doesn't mean that I can't pastor people or I don't evangelize. No, the gift actually aids my ability to pastor people. It helps me become a better evangelist. It's like an extra tool in my arsenal. It's not like I'm a prophet, I don't do that. No way, get out of town. Like I love Jesus, so I do that first and foremost. But, but secondly, um, it means that it gives, like the prophetic gives flight to the other gifts, I feel, when it comes to the fivefold. That's totally off course, and I won't go down that rabbit hole. Because I could talk about that all night, but we shan't. Um, so that's application. Cool. How are we going for time? We're doing really well. We're tracking along. You, you're with me, looking alive. Unreal grace. It's very good. Okay. So just some protocols for while we're learning, which is really important. And so however well-versed you are in the prophetic, can I just ask that in this house, this is where we begin. And so if you've been prophesying for um, 30, 50, 100 years, or if it's your first time tonight, if we could all just ad- adhere to the, the way this house operates, um, that would be wonderful. We just want to, we feel, I feel, the conviction of the Lord um, to bring health to the prophetic that has a longevity to it, um, that can be passed on to generations. And so we just keep building and building and building, and we don't have to start again another time, right? And so this is just about loving people well. These protocols, it's not about like rules and regulations or doing it Sarah's way or Pastor Catherine's way. This is about loving one another, making it safe for you to practice, and then also safe to receive or reject a word biblically. Biblically, Does that sound all right? Excellent. So, some protocols. Be positive. I'm touching it before. Look for the good and not the evil. Chris Valentin says, and it's, you've got it there. Look for the treasure, not the trash. And just like my, I mentioned, Christy says, it's easy to see what the enemy's doing, but it's even easier to see what God's doing. So look for the good. Look for the good. And it's how we live as Christians, isn't it? We look for the good. It's who the Father is. That's how he deals with us. He's always calling us higher, calling us higher. So even if I see something over someone that is like a habitual um, practice or sin that's not healthy, I still look for who they're called to be, especially in a public setting. And if the Lord, if I don't, especially, and if I don't know them, but if the Lord makes a way for me to perhaps talk to them later or speak with a leader with them, I'll go down that route if necessary. But usually not, because the prophetic's just about your freedom. This is the way. Walk ye in it. I say to people, like, I'm like a one-hit wonder. No. Like a one-session wonder, as in, if you want to get free today, come see me, because I'm not interested in going, like, talking about this for five weeks. Right? Like, the prophetic is like, this is where we're going. Onwards and upwards, right? Sees the solution. That doesn't mean we're not compassionate, obviously. But it's like exhortation, edification, comfort. Let's go. That's not who you are. This is who you are. And you edify them to that point. Does that make sense? Is everyone okay? Excellent. Be brief. 
Length doesn't equate to anointing. Ain't that the truth, brother? I tell you what, sometimes if all people need to hear is everything's going to be all right, that's more valuable than a three-minute monologue after that point. And again, when it's about loving people and being humble, I feel like that for you tonight, everything's going to be all right. More than all right, actually. Yeah, can I pray for you real quick? What's your name? Tasha. Tasha. Oh, sweet Tasha. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for Tasha. Is it right if I put my hand on you? Oh. Thank you, Lord. I f- I'm just not going to talk into the microphone for a sec, Okay. Hope in God, hope in God, hope in God. And I feel like the Lord is just lifting heavy burdens tonight, lifting heavy burdens, and he's just breaking off guilt and shame in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I feel like perhaps you might feel like some things have happened and that it's your fault somehow. And I feel like the Lord's saying, Tasha, no. Tasha, no, Tasha, no, and I'm faithful to make all things work together for your good, for your good. And I even feel like the Lord is going to show you where he's been in this past season. You're almost like, God, where are you? And I feel like he wants to reveal, I've been right here, and he's going to show you where and how. And I feel like he wants to remind you again that he is for you, not against you. He's on your side. He's on your side. And just that even when, you know, life can get difficult at times and, and perhaps you've like questioned like, God, are you good? And God, where are you? And, and I feel like he is just going to solidify you and who he is by the goodness of revealing himself to you and revealing his face to you. And it's going to be like, oh, there you are. I see you. And so, Father, I thank you for that for Tasha. Lord, I thank you that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And we lift discouragement. Wow, you've been carrying a lot of weight that's not for you. So we just lift off you, that, those heavy burdens tonight. I thank you, Lord, that you say, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. First Peter 5, 7. And he's faithful to make a way even where there seems to be no way. You're going to breathe easy. You're going to breathe easy. Anxiety, go. Anxiety, go. Spirit of heaviness, go in Jesus' name. I hear him. You're the life of the party, aren't you? You're the life of the party. And the enemy has tried to silence you and put you in the corner. I feel like the Lord's saying, Tasha, it's time to lift your voice again. It's time to put on those dancing shoes again. Girl, you are made for the party. You're made to be loud and bold and out there. And again, it's, it's for the glory of God. And yeah, so we just fire up. Sorry, just give me a sec. Lord, in Jesus' name, we call her forth. We call her out. Can we celebrate her? Would you? Thank you. Yeah, we celebrate you. And we welcome your sound in the earth. We welcome your sound in the earth. And we love who you are. We celebrate where you're going. And I thank you for an injection of courage. I feel like he's just like, like in a video game with like, boost, give you like a boost. He's just like boosting you ahead in courage tonight. In Jesus' name, you're not forgotten. You're so valuable and needed in the team. Amen. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, I love it. Ah. Sometimes I feel like a dog with a bone, you know, like you're just like, ah, got to get into it. But also, 
There's something about knowing who you are, which means that you don't need to hear all of my really impressive prophetic word, right? Like, because that was loving her in that moment. Anyway, so be kind. Don't embarrass people. Because you see, it doesn't mean you have to say it. But if you see it, say the good. Release the hope. Release the glory. Amen? And of course, as we're learning, <laughs> um, please don't prophesy directional words as in mates, dates, or babies, or like or major life movements. As we're learning, it's just a safe way to go. If you feel like the Lord really speaks to you when we're at the school, please just come to the person teaching and just release it to them, and we can go about perhaps getting it to that person in a way that is... Um, helpful for them. Does that make sense? So like we want to be sharpshooters, right? Like we want to hear clearly. We want to know what the Lord has for people because the prophetic is helpful, right? It's really helpful. Um, but as we're learning, if we just honor and love one another again by um, submitting those words, that would be really helpful um, because it just protects people. And I've seen people not protected and it does damage, and we don't want to do any damage to anyone, okay? Awesome. Yes, Sarah. Awesome. And conversations are great if you're unsure, especially in evangelism. Conversations are so good. And often you'll hear me ask people, like, oh, great. So, like, how, how old are you? How old did you say you were? And it's like, and they tell me. I'm like, I already know how old they are. <laughs> it's... It's just maintaining a place of humility. Because if I am one degree off with one thing, then I just, pff, like I pull the rug out for myself. So I, I can look at um, Sarah and be like, you were born in North Queensland. You're, um, your fine gentleman's name is Chris. And you do the academy and you drive a blue car. Three out of those four things were correct. And unfortunately, because I got one thing wrong, it discredits all the other three and everything else I'm about to say. And so we just go humbly and go gently. And if it's not, again, just infused with the love of God, those details, like you, like that you just might have well told me yourself. Like it doesn't actually, if I'm not loving you, I'm not achieving anything. <laughs> Follow the way of love. Pursue love. Edification, exhortation, comfort. We don't move on from those. Sometimes I think we decided like the prophetic's like a little bit just meant to tell people the future. And there's a portion of that. But it was given. The word says in 1 Corinthians 13. For man's, 1 Corinthians 14.3, prophecy was given for exhortation, edification, and comfort. I think sometimes people think, oh, that's like elementary and like I don't do that anymore. That's when I was learning. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's why we exist prophetically. We, it always comes back to that. That's the outworking of it. And it takes, of course, like I said, we want to get sharp, become sharpshooters and we grow and we learn and we expand and we see things and we gain insight and understanding and we pray things and we declare things and we shift things. We see things move. We read the days ordained with pe for people. That's awesome. But when Tasha needed everything's going to be all right, it didn't matter that I moved the storm yesterday. 
although it's very fun to do. Feel free. <clears throat> Have you ever moved storms? So cool. I was in Florida once and there's like a hurricane and we were flying out the next day and I was convicted that I was going home. And on the map, you could literally see like the storm do this, go around the city we were in and then keep traveling. Anyway, your girl came home. Okay. Be bold. So be humble. Again, it's okay to ask questions, especially in the place of evangelism. And in fact, I highly encourage it. It's really good because, like I just said, um, if I just miss one thing, it's not helpful. And so when I was, it was a couple of years ago, I was at South Bank at Grilled with a friend of mine. And he's so very good at like just (laughs) putting you, throwing you in the deep end. Anyway, these people were having a celebration. I just love, he likes testimonies. They're fun. Because it's just, like, I can talk about it, but it's just easier if I show you, right? Like, if we demonstrate and tell the testimonies of what he's done. So these girls, it was their birthday because they were singing happy birthday. So my friend walks by, gives them a gift of money and said, happy birthday. This is my friend Sarah. She's a seer. She can see your past, present, and future through the power of the Holy Spirit. She'd love just to, like, look at your life and give you a gift for your birthday. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. So just conversationally, like, how old are you turning? <laughs> like, oh, so are you interested in studying this year? And are you, and are you going to study education? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and I just feel like maybe you've really got, you've got a real heart for, um, for, for younger children in particular, don't you? That's like your area of expertise because later on, like, do you feel like perhaps like psychology would just go into it with that really beautiful? Yeah, yeah, I think it would. Anyway, and so like, so through conversation, because I'm not being like, there's nothing wrong with being expressive and allowing who you are to come through prophecy. But like in that moment for her, like a Sarah on a Sunday at Glory City is pretty out there. And perhaps in that moment, just talking to her like on her level was more effective especially when the Lord's like ministering to her and she's crying. And then she's like, I'm leaving the country tomorrow. And then she was like going to a city where my friend had just moved in the UK. So I hooked the two up. And then she finishes and then her friends are like, could you do me as well? I'm like, yeah, of course. Anyway, so we like pray for all of them. It was magnificent. Like five of these girls. And just like leading them to Jesus, telling them about the Father. It's awesome. But it was just through conversation. Happy birthday. We want to give you a gift. So it works in every environment. So be bold, but be wise. And that's what I was doing then. Just like reading, what situation am I in? Will Sarah, shaken and bacon... Encourage her to respond well, or is just like sitting down beside her and just being like a normal girl help most? Is that cool? Awesome. We're two minutes over time. Praise the Lord. So, we are going to answer, ask some questions rather. Was that helpful? That makes sense. Praise the Lord. You'll get more vocal as we go. I know it. So, Questions. We're going to throw to our online students first if they're there. If not, were there any questions in? You've got some, Nick? Yeah. 
All right, we're going to go to Nick and Cherie first. Chris, could you pass the mic so we can all hear? Thank you so much. So we have a question from Lisa. I get revelation and interpretation, but can we get an example of application? Or is it as simple as sharing with the protocols? Um, right. So, for example, when I prophesied over Tasha, the revelation was um, what had been going on, but then what the Lord wanted to do, right? The interpretation. And then the application was come out of the corner. Like when the Lord calls you forth, like it's time to be bold and believe again. And so that's the application for her. Um, I can infuse her with courage by the Spirit, but when it, the Lord gives her an invitation and an opportunity, not in a heavy way, but that would be her time to apply the word, right? Is that all right, Tash? Tash, does that make sense? Yeah. So sometimes for me, it could just simply be like praying the word as well. Like I just, sometimes I just feel like to just, like you release what you see and interpret it. And then I often, I love to pray it. And say like, so Lord, just whatever you're doing, seal it in Jesus' name and send them off in glory. Anyone else? Oh, are there any other online questions? No? Okay. Anyone have a question in the room? Stephen. Thank you, Chris. I, I had a conversation with a friend and I was trying to shut... Um, the difference between an Old Testament prophet and a New Testament prophet. Mm -hmm. and, and it was very, he's very much, no, no, there's no difference. We should be fire, brimstone, blah. <laughs> and I was sure. just like, no. Right. And I tried, to, I tried to do my best to sort of say, I, I, I just don't see that. I um, could I hear? Yeah. So that's the topic for week two. And we're going to talk extensively about that biblical basis for prophecy. So does anybody have any questions? And I talked a little bit about knowing the heart of God, um, and it comes through that, obviously. But we're going to dive deep next week into that. So does anybody have any questions in regards to the topic tonight? Yes, my friend. It's next week's topic. Does anyone have a, a question based on what we talked about, just basics, protocol, understanding prophecy. No? Awesome. You're all really good. It's very, like I said, it's so, one of the important, most important things to remember is that you were hardwired for God. You were designed by Him, created for relationship, made after His kind, made after His image, Right? And so that means that you're absolutely designed to hear his voice. At its core, in its most simplest state, the prophetic is simply hearing the voice of God. And it's as natural for you as, and me as it is for knowing his voice is for a child knowing the voice of their parent. You know, when like a baby's born, they often recognize the voice of their mother or their parents because they've spent the last nine months listening the same thing. And often I find that people don't realize that they've, they've been hearing his voice all along. They just haven't recognized that he was the source of what they were hearing. Which is why I like to talk about the different ways in which he does hear, that, that we can hear and we do hear, because then people go, oh, well, I have been hearing him all along, like through an impression, or I saw a picture, or I had a dream. 
And because I, it didn't look or sound like a way I thought that it had to, I dismissed it. Like, oh, wow, he's been speaking to me all along. That's so cool, hey. Yeah. Or like, oh, that peace. Like I heard an answer and it brought peace. Oh, that's God. It's so cool. And so be encouraged. You are just absolutely made hardwired to know him. This isn't difficult at all. And often it's the first thought that you have because you've submitted your mind to Christ. And remember my sheep hear my voice and as strangers they do not follow. When you're well acquainted with him, you very quickly pick up the voice of a stranger. So you just dismiss it and then you listen again or you look again. Is that all right? Awesome. Amen. Well, very briefly, in a very, sorry, in a very brief moment, we're going to do some activations. Um, but before we do, I want to pray for you. Um, and then our online friends are going to um, have their tailor-made online activations. You have tailor-made in-person activations. It's the same activation. So don't worry, you're not missing out. We're just doing it in a way in which we can host you better um, for, and make them more effective for you. Um, and so you'll be doing those with um, Nick and Cherie tonight. I'm actually very excited for you. But let me pray for you before you go. And let me pray for all of you. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that yours is the sweetest voice of all. Lord, I thank you that in you we live and move and have our being. I thank you, Father, we were created for you. I thank you, Lord, that we were made for one another. I thank you, Father, that your plan is always to do good to us, Lord, and not to put us to shame. Lord, I thank you that you say that your sheep hear your voice. And Lord, I thank you tonight Lord, that these glorious sheepies are going to hear. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're just increasing the volume in our everyday life in Jesus' name. Lord, and even as we lean into what you're doing, Lord, I ask Holy Spirit just for more and more opportunities to practice hearing. And I thank you, Lord, even tonight, Lord, for the spirit of prophecy that is here. I thank you that you're here. And I ask Holy Spirit that each voice would be activated in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can I ask you before no, you go if they so we can hear when she's finished. There's Nick. I'm sure he'll disappear in a moment. Um, thanks, Asha. The great news is this. If you do with all y'all in the room. <laughs> that <clears throat> if you haven't prophesied before, you will tonight. Woohoo! And if you think you haven't heard his voice before, you'll recognize it tonight. Because it's actually impossible for you to be here if you haven't heard his voice before. 